Hey everyone, we're pumped to be able to share an exclusive trailer with you after the show. From Blue Wire Studios comes Golden Goal Stories of Soccer Legends. Narrated by fellow Blue Wire host Brandon Kelly, each Monday two new episodes will take a look into so- some of soccer's biggest stars and the moments that define their careers. From Holland, Messi, Rapino, and many more, each episode will focus in on the historical plays and personalities that make the sport great. So stay tuned after the episode and listen to Golden Goal, stories of soccer legends, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello folks, Colin Kelly here from Rotoviz Overtime, a podcast I host along with Sean Siegel. And in just a little moment, we'll jump straight into the podcast. Before we do so, I want to let you know as a loyal podcast listener, you can save yourself 10% of a Rotoviz NFL pass right now on the rotoviz.com website. It gives you access to all of our content and tools and sets you up perfect for the NFL season. All you have to do is add the code 2020RVRADIO at checkout or by going to rotoviz.com forward slash podcast for more information. And of course, while you're listening to the podcast on the network, helps us out a lot if you can rate and review on your favorite podcast app. I really do appreciate that. As I mentioned at the start, Road of His Overtime with Sean Siegel twice a week. If you haven't already checked it out, be sure to do so after this show. But let's get straight into it. Enjoy the podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome into another edition of Bogey Free. I'm your host, Matt Jones. You can find me on Twitter at MattJonesTFR. And today we are going to go through our usual flow for the solo pod. I'm going to start off by going through the uh, the cash locks slash my listener league lineup. And then we are going to hop into some of the things that we found uh, in our game theory series that's been... Uh, posted over the last couple of weeks in in different slices over at Rotoviz. Um, of course, if you are listening to this and you are not already a subscriber of Rotoviz, you can head over there, use the code Bogey Free, and get a discount. Whether you just want to try it out for a month, um, or whether you are gearing up for fantasy football season and you want to get access to all the great tools and content. Uh, that Rotoviz has to offer on the NFL side, and then obviously you also get the PGA content, uh, the tools you have access to, the optimizer and things like that. So definitely, uh, definitely worth a look if you just wanna wanna hop in for a month and see what it's all about. I think with the uh, with the with the promo code, I think it's like seven or eight bucks, something like that. So. Uh, give us a shot and see uh, see what you what you like about the site. Definitely reach out if you run into any issues or uh, would like to see some different content. Uh, I'm always looking for new ideas and uh, and appreciate any feedback. So um, with that, also if you could drop a review on the bogey free specific feed, I would greatly appreciate that. It helps us out uh, quite a bit when you do that. So. Um, all right, enough of the enough of the housekeeping stuff. So, the two cash locks this week were Sung Im and Sebastian Munoz. Uh, Sung Im, although he made the cut, um, essentially was uh, was pretty useless this week. Uh, I wish that 
I wish that he uh, he could have got things going a little bit better, but he ended up finishing like T53, uh, scored 73 DraftKings points. But in a week where we saw uh, just a ton of guys going super low, uh, it, you definitely needed more than nine under across four days to uh, to really do any damage. So not not the best uh, not the best outcome for the more expensive cash lock and an even worse outcome for Munoz. Uh, he missed the cut by, I guess it was, geez, about three or four strokes. Um, just could not, could not make a putt. I think, uh, on the, on the front nine on Friday, I don't know if he made a putt over three feet. And I think he only made a few that were over seven or eight feet. So, um, difficult week as far as that goes. The cash locks in general um, are still doing pretty well. We have uh, just a shade under 90% made cuts now, and the average DK point output is 75 points. So uh, still doing pretty good as far as that goes. Obviously looking to bounce back this week. Um, and my good friend uh, Hassan over at Rotoviz reminded me that this week's course uh last year at uh Muirfield we actually with the cash locks nailed first and second place so hopefully we could get some of that good juju we got two weeks at that course uh this year so it should be it should be interesting um from like every every possible perspective that you could imagine we'll of course get into that uh, in a little bit when uh, when I'm joined by Evan tomorrow. But for uh, for now, let's just continue going through the rest of the lineup. I had Michael Thompson in there as well at 7,100. Optimizer liked him quite a bit, uh, so I got, I, I got some exposure to him this week. Uh, same deal. He, he just could not get anything going on the weekend. He was 7-under and looking pretty good for the first two days, but... Uh, with with again with everybody going low he was one over uh for the last 36 holes so not not ideal uh a a decent bright spot was Cameron Tringali he finished T30 uh had sort of a a pedestrian Saturday but uh played pretty well scored over 80 DraftKings points and made the cut which for a golfer that's 6600 uh, you can, uh, you can't really ask for, for a heck of a lot more than that. So that was nice to see, uh, Scotty Scheffler just ejected on Thursday, missing the cut, uh, with, uh, I think he shot a 79 on Thursday and then came back and shot a 65. So I, I feel like the process was all right, uh, that got us on Scheffler. It just, it just wasn't happening on Thursday. I guess he had, uh, big Fourth of July plans or something, and uh, the the most expensive guy we had in the lineup was Victor Hovland. He finished T twelve uh, and scored ninety five DraftKings points. So um, overall, the lineup only put up like three hundred ninety one points. Did not do uh, did not do particularly well in the listener league, finishing thirtieth out of fifty, and did not cash uh, in the. And the mini max either, obviously. So, 
Uh, bit of a disappointment. I'm I'm hoping again for the bounce back this week, and uh, and we'll see how it goes. Before uh, before any of the game theory stuff, I do want to remind you guys about our sponsor, Bet Online. There's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, BetOnline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches, uh, as well as, obviously, our, our PGA stuff. If you need anything uh, anything more, you really are, are itching to bet on some NFL or NBA. Uh, they have simulations over there on their website every day as well. If you're looking for something other than sports, Bet Online has casino games, poker tournaments, prop bets, uh, just about anything you could think of. So make sure you visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE, Bet Online, your online wagering experts. All right, so we are back with our game theory series. Uh, we are this week going to look through the eighty-four hundred to seventy-five hundred dollar range. Uh, if you if you've been following along over the past couple of weeks, uh, you've you've gotten the summary of the more expensive ranges. But uh, if you haven't, make sure you go back and check that out, uh, or you know head over to the site and you can you can read everything for yourself. And it's not, you know, in a in a quick summary like this. So, uh, the seventy five hundred to eighty four hundred dollar range, I think, is probably one of the one of the most important ranges because you you still have a reasonable amount of cut equity in this range if you're picking correctly, and um, you know, most of the time you are just trying to fill out fill out your lineup with guys from the this price range. So. Ideally, um, if you can figure out which guys in this range are best bets, the you know more often you'll be able to uh, take those chances up top with the guys who are going to be less owned. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of the whole point uh, of this exercise is trying to figure out you know over over a long enough time frame who are the guys that you should be picking each week uh what what type of golfer are they um are we is the community good at figuring out who those guys are or not um all the things that we've talked about with the other ranges so if we if we first start off and take a look at the ownership in general in this range uh the the median ownership for all the golfers in this range for the last few years has been uh, right around eight and a half percent um, so I broke it out into four categories. You have the, the absolute like mega chalk options, which are 13 and a half percent and up. You have the chalk options, which are eight and a half to 13 and a half. And then right below them, you have four and a half to eight and a half. And the low owned guys are under four and a half basically. So, uh, we have a pretty decent sample size in this range. We have, uh, a little bit over, a thousand golfers to to talk about so that means that we can be uh we can be pretty confident uh that our sample is big enough uh and this is this is more of a trend that's predictive and less uh just you know sort of variance and dumb luck and whatever else so um if you look at the ownership like i said eight and a half percent is right smack dab in the middle 
Um, and if you're paying attention to the ownership projections, you should, uh, whether you're looking at my projections or you're looking at another site, you should see in this range about half the guys above 8.5% and about half the guys under 8.5% most weeks. Um, if you're not seeing that, they're probably not great ownership projections and you probably shouldn't be paying much attention to them. Um, so all that aside, if if we we know that these groups exist, we can look at how they've done over the long term and, and try to determine like who are we... Who are we picking here? Are, are they any good? Are we good at it? Whatever. So uh, a ceiling outcome for this range is 82 DraftKings points. The average outcome was a little bit over 57 DraftKings points, and the floor was 27 points. So basically, you know, the, the floor is a miscut uh, pretty much for every range. But um, we're not going to be too concerned with the the floor rate and even the average rate, really, because... The thing that we're most, uh, w- you know, we're most looking for in this range is obviously a ceiling. Um, if they provide somewhat of a floor, like what does that mean? Does that mean they're scoring forty DraftKings points? Like that's not really gonna do much for you in a tournament. So um, when we when we look back over the past few years, we are actually very good at determining who to play in this range. The golfers that have uh, hit 13.5% or higher uh, in ownership actually have hit their ceiling 26% of the time, which is seven, at least 7 percentage points higher than any other, uh, any other ownership range. So we actually are good at picking the guys in this range. That usually means that you're going to have to you know, differentiate elsewhere if you're eating this chalk, but I, I really do firmly believe that this is the range that you should be, uh, that you should be kind of focusing on, uh, on the higher own guys and, and going, going somewhere else in, uh, in the upper salary ranges. So if we take a look at that, um, that's a, that's a pretty big difference. And that's really a larger difference than anything else that we've seen, um, so far through this series. So definitely, definitely eye opening. I think that a lot of times people will just, just say, you know, we're, we're really not, uh, we really don't want to eat any chalk. And so therefore we are going to avoid, you know, a golfer X, Y, and Z. And, you know, if, if you've listened to the, this show long enough, you know, that the, the narratives aren't really, um, we, we can't just buy into the narratives on face value. We have to dive in a little bit and see, um, see what, what the numbers are actually telling us. So even if you look this week, uh, we had a few guys that hit this criteria. So like Doc Redman was exactly 8,500, uh, over 50, a little bit over 15% finished in the top 20, uh, scored 85 DraftKings points. So that's great. That's, that's right, right above the ceiling outcome for this range. Um, Brant Snedeker, who we talked about a lot last week, also hit this ownership threshold, but, uh, missed the cut. He's one of those guys that we, I, I mean, I said, I, I didn't really want to play too much of him. I think that it was, uh, it was a bad bet to begin with because of how poorly he was striking. Uh, he was striking the ball, but um, 
you know, when we can add that context in, I think that that makes a huge difference. Uh, and then you have uh, a guy like Harold Varner, who also was fit that fit that threshold, and he finished in the top thirty with seventy five and a half DraftKings points. So not quite not quite a ceiling outcome, um, but a pretty a pretty good startable uh, you know performance from a seventy six hundred dollar golfer. When we when we keep looking at this because of where uh, where this range lies within the distribution of salary, I think that it's super important to look at price changes um, because you can get you can get golfers that were you know ninety five hundred in a weaker field and then the following week they're playing uh, in a much stronger field and their price goes down or. Uh, more likely they're missing the cut or not playing too well and their price goes down into this range because of that. And then you obviously have the flip side too, right? You have the golfers who are 7,100 or 6,800 and they play so well that they get bumped up into uh, this bracket, this price range. So if we look through the actual price changes uh, over the past few years, what we see is that the golfers that stay in this range, so that were 8,400 to 7,500, the their previous start, um, they have the best. They're tied for the best ceiling rate with the range directly below them. So this is one of those situations where we're actively looking for golfers who are either, uh, you know, treading water and and staying in this range, or that are performing so well that they're jumping up into this range. And we talked about this a little bit last week uh, on the show, and I think it's um, it's a little counterintuitive because in other DFS sports we really we don't target guys who are at their their pricing peak. Um, but this is one of those situations where, uh, again, very confident with the sample size and feel like this there's uh, there's some there's some decent uh, evidence for targeting these guys the interesting part is that the golfers who drop all the way down from 9500 and up into this range um they have the worst ceiling rate at the worst average rate um so you're you're really just looking to avoid those guys whether it's a weaker golfer you know in a or i'm sorry a stronger golfer in a weaker field um i think that you can make a case for for fading these guys, uh, regardless of what the the context is for their price drops, um, like I said, this is a this is a super important uh, price range, and I think that uh, if we are dialed in with the ownership projections, which the last two weeks we've been uh, over 0.9 R squared with that to the millimaker, so I'm I'm feeling pretty good about the process there. Uh, if we are dialed in with that, I think that we can. Uh, largely avoid trying to make big sweeping statements about how a guy is actually playing and just let let the community decide for us and eat the chalk in this range, uh, especially when they are jumping up in price. So hopefully that makes sense. Uh, if you are uh, if you're looking for more information or you have any other questions, you can always reach out to me, like I said at the top at, on Twitter at Matt Jones TFR. Other than that, we will be back tomorrow with uh, Evan Cheney, 
And make sure you stick around for the trailer for the new show on Blue Wire. Thanks a lot, guys. See you. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2-0 and he's... From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair. Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal, soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire.